Welcome to the IBC Student Ministry Podcast, an extension of Emmanuel Baptist Church here in Warren, Arkansas. The purpose of this podcast is to present sermons from Wednesday nights, special topics, and other resources for parents and students. Thanks for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy the episode. This is Dustin Barton. I'm the student pastor over at Emmanuel Baptist Church. Thank you so much for taking some time to watching this. Uh, this is kind of different. I know I've not really made a whole lot of videos. If you've ever listened to our student ministry podcast, I uh, I talk a year off all the time on that, uh, talking about different things and uh, relaying maybe different sermons and all that other stuff. But this is a little different. And the reason why we're doing this is because uh, when the schools close, we don't have services here on Wednesday nights, and as many of you guys know, due to the coronavirus, a lot of churches are not having services to help combat against the widespread. It's not that uh, we're, we're just doing it just to do it. We're doing it to help protect those who would be most vulnerable and uh, for those who could really get hurt from this virus. We're trying to slow it down as much as we can. Um, with that being said, if you are curious of what's going on with our church as a whole and what we're doing with that, I would encourage you to go over to our main Facebook page, our student ministry page, and watch the video that Matt posted. He did a really good job explaining everything um, in that realm. But with student ministry and Wednesday nights in concern, uh, we are not meeting. Now, here's the thing. I, I don't believe that means that we can't do something. And so this is that something. We've decided that it'd be a good idea for me to do a video and actually to teach a little bit of what we were going to do on Wednesday night. Now, a lot of you guys know we were in a series that we, we called The Talk where we talked about uh, things like sex and relationships and dating and love and all this other stuff. And actually, this Wednesday night was supposed to actually be a break from that and was supposed to look quite different. I wanted to do something different. We're going to do it whenever we get back, so I won't do it here. But I actually felt that it would be more beneficial to share a few thoughts that I've had recently through my own personal Bible reading. Um, there are two different things that I'm doing right now to read through scripture. Uh, one, I, I'm using the dwell app. If you don't know what that is, I'd love to share with you what that is. It's a audio Bible app. That's awesome. <laughs> there's different translations. There's different narrators that plays music in the background. And it is an incredible way to stay, uh, on top of reading your Bible. I seriously, it is, it has changed the way that I've really studied scripture because not only am I studying books on their own, reading commentaries and writing notes and stuff like that. But now I'm able to listen to larger chunks of scripture and actually pay attention to it. Cause I don't know if you've ever tried to listen to the Bible app or most Bible apps, but it's, it's not exactly, you know, <laughs> it's not exactly great or fun to listen to, but this app really makes it a lot easier and sends reminders and has great plans. And so it's just something that I've been reading on a lot and I've really been trying to go through the Bible in a year and I've been a little bit behind on that but in catching up uh, a few weeks ago I, I was reading in the book of Exodus and, and Exodus is a fascinating book to me because I think it's it's one that has so many rules to it but the rules have almost a purpose behind them and you can actually see that play out just in Exodus by itself and 
just incredible story of God and his redemption and, and, and his redemptive love for us and his divine direction for our futures. And not only that, and in, in, in how we see God play out things from the very beginning in Genesis all the way to Exodus, how God allowed certain things to happen and moved certain things around to allow for the Israelites to go into this promised land, uh, promised way back before uh, the time of Moses. And so in in reading this, you know, I, I was praying and thinking through, you know, what would we share on this Wednesday night? And this was something that really came out to me a lot. And even actually, I think that even is more applicable to this coronavirus stuff more than anything else. And so if you got your Bibles, I'm going to be in Exodus chapter 16. We're going to be reading the first five verses and then we're going to be jumping over to another verse because I think it ties it up really good. And here it is here, uh, Exodus chapter 16, if you got your Bibles. I'm reading out of the CSB. You read out of whatever you uh, want, uh, but it's pretty pretty easy to read. I'd recommend it. But verse 16 says this, The entire Israelite community departed from Elam and came to the wilderness of Sin, which is between Elam and Sinai. On the 15th day of the second month after they left the land of Egypt, the entire Israelite community grumbled against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. Now, before we continue, something I really want you guys to pick up in, in reading that is, okay, well, how do they get to this part? You know, we, we know Exodus, you know, for the most part, it's the ten plagues. It's it's where God had raised up Moses and Aaron, and it, it equipped them to 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 help show who God is and His power through these plagues to to convince Pharaoh to let these people go. God hardened Pharaoh's heart up until the end, and then Pharaoh finally let them go. And now we're at this part where Moses is leading these people into. A future promised land, and, and the book of Exodus is all about these these victories and defeats. But really, what it teaches us a lot is about the attitude of the Israelites. The attitude of the Israelites weren't weren't exactly great. They they complained a lot against God. And um, when we look at this, then uh, this verse two, the entire Israelite community grumbled against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. It, we we see that there's this negative attitude in it. It's because they've been doing this for a while, and so. We pick up in verse 3, the Israelites said to them, If only we had died by the Lord's hand in the land of Egypt, where we sat by pots of meat and ate all the bread we wanted. Instead, you brought us into this wilderness to make this whole assembly die of hunger. How many times have we said that about God, about how God is, has brought us to a specific moment in our life and a season that we are meant to be in. How often do we grumble against God? And, and yet we, we look at this and we are complaining against the Israelites like, you dummies, like, do you not see all the incredible things that God has just done for you just a few chapters before that? How he delivered you out of bondage and slavery, yet you want to go back to that? But I mean, honestly, we, we kind of do that a lot too. But let's keep reading. I don't, I don't want to get too far off. Um, Verse 4, Then the Lord said to Moses, I'm going to rain bread from heaven for you. The people are going to go out each day and gather enough for that day. This is the way I will test them to see whether or not they will follow my instructions. On the sixth day, when they prepare what they bring in, it will be twice as much as they gather on other days. And so the remainder of this passage is all about 
this instruction and and kind of more specifics of it and then we get to this part here at the end in verse 35 and it says this that the Israelites ate manna this is the what they called the bread for 40 years and so they came to an inhabited land they ate manna and so they reached the borrow the the border of the land of Canaan now I think that's this is an incredible story when I when I read it you know, a few weeks ago it just it reminded me of a couple of things and, and here's kind of what I want us to pull out and, and talk a little bit about if we can uh, the first is that our attitude is important um, we look at this story and look at the Israelites I mean their attitude was awful I mean they were completely ungrateful for for who God was and what he did did for them and then uh, looking at it, I mean they were ungrateful to Moses and Aaron too and these were guys that, that God had, had put in this position of leadership to help bring them out of this bondage and slavery yet these people wanted to go right back to it and their attitude was was terrible and even then like if we even after this moment the Israelites still grumble against God and against what he's doing and students if I can just tell you guys your attitude speaks more volumes than you think you know your your attitude is one of the biggest I not motivators but it's it's one of the biggest things about you that people see and people take and people make assumptions about. So for example, if your attitude is good and positive, even in a negative situation, people are going to see your outlook on it as better. But if your attitude is terrible, if you're grumbling and complaining, people are going to make all these assumptions about you that you're, that you're ungrateful and that you, that you are unfaithful and that you are unwilling. And even in the case of the Israelites, totally disobedient and did not care what God had did for them beforehand. And so we need to understand, especially in thinking about what's going on right now with the coronavirus and with, with not being able to go to school and with a lot of athletics getting canceled, our attitude is so important right now. Because here's the thing. People are watching. There are people that are looking at you and are trying to see how you're going to respond. Because you're Christian. For those who are Christians, you being a believer have a responsibility to have an attitude of a Christ follower, not of the world. The world's attitude right now with this is is a bit panicky. And it's a bit of a why me attitude. Especially when it comes to athletics and not being able to play, which, which stinks. And I hate that for for any of you, especially seniors who, who are unable to, to play and, and, you know, are under the possibility that you may not get to finish your season. But guys, the reality is we can face that hardship. We can face that news, but we can do it with a humble and loving attitude. Because guys, the thing that we have to understand about this whole ordeal is that this is, this is not about us or about how this affects us. This is this is about God and what he's doing and how we can glorify him best in the situation. And guys, the number one way that you can do that is by your attitude. What's your attitude in all this? Are you complaining that there's no school or are you complaining that you don't get to play and are you getting mad at God or mad at people that that aren't 
taking precautions and, and stopping spreading this disease? Are you mad at the school or at leadership or whatever it may be? Are you, is your attitude towards your parents negative or is it positive? And the thing is, I would encourage you guys have a positive attitude about this because people are watching and people are looking at you as a witness of who Jesus is and how Christians should respond to this. And guys, you have a responsibility to be positive as much as you can and to have a good attitude about all that's going on. It doesn't mean you can be a hundred percent happy about it, but it does mean that our attitude sh attitude should be that we love God. We love people and we know that this is going to pass. But the next thing that I think that we can pull, and I think this is one of the biggest things that really stuck out to me, is that God is faithful. And that His provisions are enough. Did you notice what verse 35 said? Like, think about that for a minute. The Israelites ate manna for 40 years. The Israelites ate food provided by God in this miraculous, incredible way. For 40 years, God had provided for these people. And it wasn't just a small group of like 25 people. This was, this was, this was a ton of people. This is an entire people group, an entire nation of people that, that God had fed and provided for. And the thing is, we worry so much about how we're going to be provided for or what's going to happen to us while, while we're here, especially during this coronavirus outbreak. And, and students, what I would tell you is, has God not shown you that he can provide? Has God not shown you that he is faithful? Because he is. God provided bread for people that were wandering the wilderness for 40 years. He provided water and, and shelter and, and everything that these people needed. Leaders and, and guidance. And guys, if God can do that for these people, these very ungrateful people, by the way, God can do that for us too. And so I would encourage you to, to not worry and not be anxious about lacks of, lack of toilet paper or, or uh, even food or even this uncertainty of what's going to happen maybe with even grades or college or scholarships or whatever. But here's what I would encourage you to do. Look at the scriptures. Look at your own life. And look at all the areas that God has provided in these incredible, miraculous ways that only God can provide in and rest in that. Don't worry about those things. If God can take care of a grumbling bunch of whiny babies in, in the woods uh, with bread from heaven, then he can provide for you too. And he cares about you too. The next is this, is that we need to be obedient during this season. Uh, I, I've seen a ton of posts all over Facebook and Twitter and Instagram that we need to be the church during the season. That's absolutely right. Because the thing is, there's a lot of churches that are not going to be able to have people within their walls. But I mean, students, if I can just be honest with you, our church isn't four walls. Our church is, is believers. It's you and it's me being the church. And so during the season, students, be the church. Look for areas you can serve where you can use your talents and your God-given abilities to, to, to help somebody. I mean, how many of you can make a difference in the life of somebody who's, who's elderly by even just calling the nursing home and, and talking to an older person on the phone for a few minutes? Because here's the thing, guys. They can't, there's no visitors that can go visit them. There are a lot of elderly in our community that can't go get groceries or shouldn't leave their house. Are there any ways that you can help in that area? Are there ways that you can provide maybe even childcare 
for parents and families that have no idea what they're going to do with their kids. That, that they can't send them to school or maybe the, the daycare's full and they can't send them there. You know, this is an opportunity for you to really serve and be the church for people and to show them who Jesus is and that God loves them and cares for them. And guess what, guys? He can use you. He can use all of you. It doesn't matter how old you are, or what your skill set is, or you can drive, or how good your grades are, or even how good looking you are. God can use you either way, and he wants to. So students, take this opportunity to be the church, serve, and show this town how much not only you love God, but how much God loves them. And the next and last thing that I really have pulled from this and, and see in this And I think this is one of the most important things for us to remember is that, guys, this is a season. And seasons will pass. And seasons change. For the Israelites, it took a while. It took 40 years, but it passed. Season of wandering, the season of not knowing, the season of not being in the promised land did eventually pass. And it will pass for you and I, too. And so that's about it. We, we, we need to remember to, to make sure our attitude is, is humble and good. We need to make sure that we are, are remembering God's provisions, that they are enough for us and that he is faithful. We need to remember that we are to be the church, that this is an opportunity for us to serve and to love in a greater capacity. And the, two to, and the last thing to remember is that this is just a season. And this season, like many others, will eventually pass. And there's going to be a time where we're going to look back at this and ask, you know, what could we have done more to make God's love known in our community here in Warren and Hermitage or wherever you are. And so, the guys, that's really about all I had for you for Wednesday. Um, I wanted to go around the room and do a couple other things too, but we'll do that again in another time. I'm really, really excited for that because, you know, here's the thing, students, you guys are going through a lot and this is hard. I'm not going to pretend like this isn't difficult, but uh, I want to remind you not to be discouraged. And listen, if you guys need anything, look, I'm here for you. Victoria's here for you. Seriously, whatever you may need, let us know. Yes, I may not give you a hug right now, which is okay, but I may keep my distance a little bit. But seriously, if you need anything, you know that we're here for you. We want to help in any way we can. Here at the church, we want to help you in any way we can. We have been given this incredible opportunity to love you guys in a different capacity than we've ever been able to before because of this coronavirus. And let we want to do that for you. So please, if you need anything, do not hesitate to ask. We are here for you. We love you. Um, with along this video, I'm actually attaching some questions for you uh, as students and as a family to go through together uh, during this season, during the season of being at home more, during the season of not being in school. Questions regarding this uh, specific passage, but also just other questions for your family to do uh, and things that you can be doing. For example, uh, I want to include some ways that you can be reading the Bible together and, and ways that you can do family devotionals. Uh, because I think one of the most important things that you guys can do right now is to establish some sort of family devotion. And so we'll have that there. If you want other resources from us, I'm here and I would love to help you with that. But here's one of the most important things I need you guys to do during this time, okay? One is to be obedient to your authorities. Be obedient to, to what our local government is asking us to do. What your school is asking us to do, don't get out and, and, and do a whole bunch of stuff or see this as vacation. Uh, do whatever you need to do to make sure this thing doesn't get spread. Protect those who are going to be most vulnerable to this. 
What I'm also going to tell you is, is use this time to really establish some sort of family worship. This is literally the, the most incredible opportunity you have as a family to really start reading the Bible together, to pray together, to sing together. I mean, this is an opportunity that you may not have to really start building that into your, into your daily walk of life because you're forced to be in a position where you can't do everything. And so, um, I'm going to encourage you guys to, to start doing that. Read, read some scripture together, ask questions to one another, and I'll have that all uploaded to our website and ask how you can pray for one another. Just because you you are a mom or dad, brother or sister, whatever it is you may be, your family dynamic is, does not mean that you can't study the word together. It doesn't mean that you're not believers together because you are. And, and, and I believe that God is going to use this season to strengthen a lot of families, to strengthen a lot of brothers and sisters in Christ that are within the same family together during the season. And I think he may do a lot of heart resetting during this time too. So I'd encourage you guys to do that. I encourage you guys have hope. Guys, this is this seasonal and 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 God wants so much more for you than just to to be sitting at home and, and wallowing in uh being unable to do the normal life things. Um and so that's kind of my encouragement to you. Again if you need anything please call and let us know. We'd love to help. Uh, love you guys. Let me pray, uh, and then um, I'm going to sign off. Dear Lord, I just want to thank you for today, and thank you for this opportunity and the technology that you've allowed us to have in order to record this. God, that um, pray that you would remind us of your provisions. God, remind us of how often you've provided to us and how often you've been faithful to us. God, I pray that we would do the same. God, I pray, uh, students, that these students would... Uh, not only do their coursework well, but God also look for opportunities to serve. God, as many of them already have and are looking for areas to help God, but I pray that they would do something even more, God, that they would put actions to their words, to their beliefs, and God, that they would be the church in this season. And God, I pray for families. God, I pray for parents and maybe watching this, God, that they would see this as an opportunity to really now start doing family devotionals. God, that they would Use this time, God, to, to not just look for ways that, that they can keep their students busy, but God, rather look for ways in which they can strengthen their students' spiritual life. And God, I pray that if anyone doesn't know how to do that, God, if I pray that if anyone doesn't know you personally, God, that they would make that known and God, they would ask help and that we would be able to answer questions and God, that you would be glorified through all this and God, that people would see you and they would see your love and they would see your grace and your resilience and your hopefulness in your in your patience in us during the season and god i pray that we would honor you and glorify you in all that we do to your son something we pray amen thank you guys so much and i hope you have an incredible rest of your day and week